Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Hadass Kuznets at the Shambles near South Street with Natanya DeBona. She is the co-host of Diné Blanc Philadelphia, which is now having its sixth edition this summer. It started in 2012. And the goal of the launch party is to announce the big date. So the big date, dun, 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 it is Thursday, August 17th. 2017. Yes, 2017. Very excited. Number six is a charm. How is it different than the previous five? It'll be a little bit larger, not by much, but we still started at 1300 last year 5000 so a little bit larger this year and of course a new location and how many people are you accepting this year well, we're thinking maybe 5,200 or so around that number. Got it. Okay, so explain to people, if you guys haven't heard, if you're living under a rock, <laughs> what is it? How does it work? So basically, it's a pop-up dinner party and celebration of a public space in Philadelphia. The idea is that everyone is brought to the secret location from different departure points around the city, and they don't know where they are going until they show up there. And everyone is wearing white. Everyone is wearing white. Everyone brings their tables and chairs and their food. Although there's catering options, but everything has to be pre-ordered. So everything's planned and it unfolds in minutes. Now, you are the one that deals with basically everything. You're dealing with these thousands of people and logistics. And anybody that writes anything, like you are the one that responds to everything. So you know, like who's sitting where and everything? <laughs> yes. So Kaylee and I are the co-hosts of the event, and we have a planning team of eight other people and 140 volunteers that make it all happen. It absolutely would not happen without our amazing table hosts and group leaders. But yes, I am answering every email and fielding every question, and we definitely know everything that's happening that night. So what percentage of the people would you say, or can you give me a number or approximation of how many people that have been participating since the first one? Hmm, I don't know exactly but of course it grows every year so you're including new people and then you know you can be an absent member if you can't go one year you can hold your spot so it's a little bit hard to tell now but we are told we have the highest retention rate in the United States of the events so that's something we're proud of. How many Dineon Blancs are held across the country? Across the country I'm not sure I know there's 70 around the world it started in Paris then was brought to Montreal and then New York and then we were the next year after New York New York was the first U.S. city so we're up there as far as um, number of years here in the United States. What do you think the draw is to Dineon Blanc? I think initially it's the secrecy. It's not knowing where it's going to be. But once you've experienced it once in the community and meeting new people and the experience of just bringing people together for a meal is very powerful. So we have lots of people year after year, many volunteers who have been volunteering since 2012. So we're very proud of that. Nothing speaks to your popularity like the copycats and the imitators. Yes, that's true. But I have to say some of those have gone by the wayside, so it might just be us again. I'll mention some of them. The Danaean Cherry is a Temple alumni thing. There's Danaean Sweatpants, Danaean Noir, and people have some a lot to say about your event. 
Yes, everyone has an opinion, and like we say, it's not going to be an event for everyone, and we understand that, and we appreciate that everyone has different tastes. But some of the you know copycats kind of came from a few years ago when our website crashed, and that was just a registration issue. But we've instituted a lottery now, so it's our third year doing a lottery, which has been really, really great for us. And I, I think that's kind of you know answered some of the questions that it's not this you know um, secretive thing. It's just there's only so many people we can accommodate each year. Like a Broad Street Run lottery. Exactly. Okay, so explain how it works. If you attended last year, you're in. If you were the registered member last year, you get automatically invited the following year. If you were their guest, you don't. But someone who's in phase one, which is that registering member, can sponsor someone for phase two. And then phase three is for new members, and that's lottery. So tell me all the dates, all of the cutoff points. Well, I know phase one begins July 6th, and then I believe phase two is July 13th, and then the lottery begins sometime after that, maybe July 18th or so. So You have to be ready by your computer and you have to sign up. You'll get an invitation by email and that will announce the window of time. So it's not as last minute. That's what the lottery did that was really great. You didn't have to be right there at your computer. It gives you a few hours to, you know, sign up. Now, phase one and phase two, no problem, because you're obviously open until phase three. Um, Phase one, no problem. Phase two is a select number of people. So if you get a phase two registration, you should register as soon as possible. And And phase three is rolling. So don't give up hope until we announce that it's closed. When does phase three close? It's when it sells out. So it could be a day. It could be sometimes it's taken three or four days. So like I said, you know, watch for announcements because we keep emailing until we're full. Okay, so when you sign up, you're signing up for, you're paying for the event, and you're also picking a location to meet your leader. Exactly. So you register for a departure point, let's say 30th Street Station. So you know on August 17th, that's where you need to be. From there, it's anyone's guess, and your table leader will bring you to the secret location. How do you organize something like this? And how do you organize all the locations? Who's walking? Who's subwaying? Who's taking a bus? It's very, very carefully done. We do have an amazing planning team. We work very closely with the city, the streets department, the police department, and make sure that they know where our departure points are. Because it's not always just about where the location is, but it's where everyone's meeting. Because having 300 people on a street corner is kind of alarming. Um, So we All dressed in white. Exactly. So sometimes we've found that other summer events, it's in the city, it's busy. So we just make sure that everyone is aware. And from there, they're led there. And we kind of pick departure points that are close or places that are convenient to have buses. So it kind of all depends on where the end destination is. So explain your planning process throughout the year. I understand the first thing you want to do is scout a location. Yes. So Kaylee and I are always looking at locations that we think will be great. It's Kaylee Moran. Kaylee Moran. And she's been with you since the beginning. Yes. We've been partners in crime since the beginning. So we're always thinking of locations. Sometimes it works out based on something that's happening. For instance, Avenue of the Arts was celebrating its 20th anniversary. So it was perfect timing to plan the ultimate celebration for Avenue of the Arts. So that's how that unfolded. But sometimes it really is just a juggling act and maybe a location is kept for another year. And it's usually a public space? Almost always a public space. And what can we expect from an event like this? It's always spontaneous. It's all of the participants that make it what it is. So I love watching Instagram the next day to see all the amazing things that happened throughout the night. But we also program for the spots, so there'll be surprises. Last year we had Rocky Impersonator, we had Pafa Artist because of the Art Museum. So it's always programmed to that, but I think it's the participants that really, really make it what it is. How 
do you top the art museum, which was last year's location? It's going to be very hard to top that. Of course, that was a milestone year, and so it needed a pretty epic spot. But we're very excited about this year's location, and we think it'll be a lot of fun, and people will really enjoy it. The city has so many amazing spots, and we do have many, many years ahead of us of new and great locations. So we're excited. What do you love about this year's secret location? Oh, I don't think I can divulge too much. I don't want to give too, too many hints. I know it's a secret, but I just want to know, like, what excites you about it? I think what's exciting is when it's unexpected. You know, I think last year a lot of people did guess the art museum, and that was, you know, a good... um, I think they guess the art museum every every year. year. Exactly. So I think it was a good fitting fifth anniversary. But I think this year's location isn't on too many radars, and so we're excited. I think it's a spot that maybe is unexpected, so that's what excites me. Second year was unexpected, too. A couple couple of years were unexpected. Yeah, second year was Avenue of the Arts definitely, you know, really is a highlight for many, many participants. So yeah, we try and do something different every year. The Navy Yard for us was telling a different story, a story of, you know, the revitalization of a space and a repurposing of a space that had such history. So we always feel passionate about the spots, but we're showing off different things. What do you think your location decision does for the city? I like to think that the city gets behind us wherever we pick, only because they know we pick it with a lot of thought and care. But certain locations might be more beneficial to show off something that's not always used, maybe. So that might be something that they look forward to. I know that this is a very Instagrammable event. Yes, it is. And that's important to you guys. Well, it's important for us to see everyone's experience because we can't be in all places at once. So I love, you know, 3,000 posts later the next day seeing everyone's different experience. So that is is exciting. But yes, it's very picturesque and people go through such great effort to make a great tablescape or great food that they're sharing with friends. So I like seeing the whole experience through their eyes. Okay, so at this preview party, of course, the big reveal is the date, which is? August 17th, 2017. And what else do you have going on here? So today's theme was historic Philadelphia, the events that shaped our city. So we had all different tablescapes from Billie Holiday to Grace Kelly to the release of Rocky and the first Mummer's Day Parade, which won the judges' choice. We're still waiting on um, some details on people's choice, but it's very exciting. Hmm. Is that a hint? All I can say is that last year, Philadelphia First was the theme and there was an art museum table. So I don't know. Maybe you need to look around. There could be a table here. Wait, tell me again what the theme is. <laughs> this year's theme is historic Philadelphia, events that shaped our city. You know, we've never had a dinner on Blanc in Old City. That is true. Just that saying. Is true. Yes, we do try and show off different parts of the city, so we may be due for a different neighborhood. And Old City is very easily accessible by subway. <laughs> that it is. Very walkable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's the most difficult part about getting dinner on Blanc altogether? I would say it comes together with a lot of time, effort, energy, and passion, and we're very, very lucky to have lots of volunteers who make it happen. But I think it's just all the coordinating that falls into place. What have you learned throughout the years? I mean, you must have gotten better and better at organization. We have, but I'd say what I learned was nothing to do with planning the event, but what I love is the image the city has of itself has changed. The first year, no one thought anyone would do this event. They said, we're not New York. And the amazing things that have happened in this 
city and how we've been on the international stage has really elevated people's expectations for this city. And I love the changes that have happened in just a few years we've been planning it. It's been great. Do you get a lot of people from outside of Philadelphia that want to attend? We do. We get a lot of members who come to New York and to D.C. and now Baltimore is launching in July. So in this area, we have quite a few people who share, but then we travel to Montreal or Boston. So there's a lot of crossover. You go to like experience it, but also to see how they do it and learn? Exactly. Well, I also had the good fortune of living in Boston for nine years. So of course, I was excited to see how they were rolling it out. And I was very lucky to go to the Paris event, the 25th anniversary. The big one, the original. Yes. And next year is their 30th anniversary. So I'm, I'm going to try and pilgrimage to that one too. But yeah, it's great to see how other cities embrace the event. What is the difference with how Philadelphia does Dinan Blanc and how other cities do it? I think our blessing here truly is how many great spaces we have. I mean, there's a lot of cities that are very limited by public transportation or spaces that are accessible in different ways. And we are just very, very fortunate. There's so many amazing spots. So what do they do? They have to repeat location? Some of them do, or they shift it mildly, like a few streets over. What's the most exciting part about this year's event? For us, it's always just seeing all of the people come back together, all of the volunteers, all of the guests, seeing the gang back together. The reunion. It is, it is. And all together over having fun and enjoying a great meal. It's, you know, what better way to celebrate? How many volunteers do you have when it all comes together by the end, by the by the final day? We'll probably have 150 volunteers. That's not as many as I would expect for 5,200 people. Yeah, no, it's um, everyone has a group of 50 people and they lead them there. And yeah, it's a well-oiled machine. And that certainly comes from the planning of the originator in Paris and his son in Montreal who created International. And we go by that playbook and it's very smooth to roll out. And is it very uniform with all the cities? It is from that perspective. Yes, absolutely. Explain the schedule of events of the evening. It's three different phases. It's the departure point, meeting and getting there, which is part of the journey, then the meal, and then this amazing, amazing street party that ensues. And like I said, we really program to the spot. So that's always my favorite part, really showing off what that spot means to the city. For more information or to register for the event, where can people go? Philadelphia.dinneronblanc. That's D-I-N-E-R dot com. Is it Dinner on Blanc or Diné on Blanc? I've heard <laughs> you say, I've heard from you, you say it a couple different ways. It should be Diné on Blanc, but we realize, you know, here in Philadelphia, we just call it dinner en blanc. Yo, dinner en blanc. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> We're fine with that. How much does it cost? So it's $98 for a table of two. That includes the registration. That's how you get there. So it could be by bus. It could be by subway. It could be by walking. And then it's just a really great party. You know, DJ, different entertainers. Natanya, set people straight. People say $98, you bring your own food, you bring your own chairs. As an organizer, an event planner, explain where the money goes. People who've planned events pretty well understand that it's an expensive event to do. For us, transportation is a lot of it. So $1,000 for 50 people to go buy one bus. And all of our volunteers do not pay. So it's technically 48 paying people per bus. But then it's insurance and it's rental of the space, which people think because it's public space that it's for free and it's not. So you pay for all of the services that come along with that, whether it's police, which are amazing, but they're doing their job. And then we have our private security, which is keeping our guests safe and not doing crazy fun stuff like fountain hijinks which has happened so you know all of that comes together and then it's the entertainment and it's insurance and it's it's everything that comes together so it all adds up 
and then goes back into the fund, whatever is left over? Exactly. So it's very, very reasonably priced as opposed to, you know, fundraising events often are several hundred dollars per person. So we keep the price very low. And for us, that really translates into having an amazing cross-section of Philadelphians. It really represents, I think, this city, which is really a beautiful aspect of it. You're talking about like $50 per person. If you were to provide food and tables and chairs, that would jump to... Oh, I don't even want to think about it. But the other thing that's really amazing is when we have it on a street like we did on the Parkway or Avenue of the Arts, you only have to shut down the street 30 minutes before because everyone does their part to make the event set up and break down. So that really lessens the impact on the city and it makes everyone do their part to make the whole event unfold, which changes the dynamic, I think, of the event too. And everybody cleans up after themselves. Everyone cleans up after themselves and we do hire a cleaning crew that comes through after but the idea is that everyone does their part. Everything they bring, they take away. All right, what's your feeling as we embark on <laughs> Dinay en Blanc number six? I'm excited. I, I'm very excited. I think it's a, a, going to be a different feel. It certainly can't match in scope, you know, standing at the top of the art museum steps, but I think it has its own appeal and fun charm. So I'm excited for people to see it. Natanya Dubona is co-host along with Kaylee Moran of Dinay en Blanc number six. And once again, this preview party was to announce the date, which is Thursday, August 17th. Woohoo! Okay, once again, the website is philadelphia.dinneronblanc.com. That's Danae one N. Natanya, thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.